I think that a threat to democracy in one area of the world is a threat to democracy everywhere. I agree. Ultimately. Yeah, I agree. It could. It, it, it's yeah. a slippery slope down. It sets a dangerous pres- precedent mm. and, you know, officials might begin to contemplate, well, what can I get away with? Hello, everyone. Hey, guys. Hey. Welcome back, everyone. And hello and hi if you are new. Now, today, me and the girls thought that we'd discuss about the United States and President Trump, who, as of last week, became the first ever president to face not one, (laughs) but two impeachment trials, guys. How mad is that? Crazy, crazy. Goodness. So before we get into it, I think we should explain what impeachment is. So basically, impeachment allows Congress, which is the part of the United States government, that writes and brings in laws to put certain officials like Trump um, on trial. So there are a number of offences that can lead to impeachment. These include things like treason, bribery and other serious crimes and misdemeanours. When a president is convicted of impeachment, they are immediately removed from office. Now, because Trump was no longer president at the time of his second impeachment trial, the verdict would not have removed him from office, but it would have blocked him from ever running for presidency again. So I'll just build on that a little bit more in terms of how it works. So Sonia mentioned the, the Congress, and that is essentially made up of the House of Representatives and the Senate. So for an impeachment trial to even happen in the first place, more than half of the House of Representatives have to vote in favour of there being a trial and providing that that vote is met then a trial will go ahead and it will be held in the senate Uh, and that's a bit like a courtroom where senior politicians called senators act like a jury and decide whether or not a president is guilty Um, but let's not confuse that it's not a criminal trial And two thirds of the senators have to vote in favour of impeaching the president in order to remove him or her from office. Now, let's just take it back to Trump's first impeachment, which that impeachment trial took place in 2020. So Trump was charged with abusing his power and obstructing Congress. Briefly, Trump was accused of holding back aid to Ukraine in the hope that the Ukrainian leader would investigate Biden during the presidential elections. Trump was actually acquitted of these charges. A total of 52 Republican senators voted against the charge of abuse of power. Guys, 52. And 53 (laughs) against the charge of obstruction of Congress. And on the first charge, Mitt Romney became the first ever senator in US history to vote to convict a president from his own party. That's, Can we just let that say Yeah, yeah that, that says that, something, doesn't it? That's really interesting, isn't it? Because oh if God. you perhaps disagree with what your uh, what the president from your own party has said, you'd be more inclined to Vote Say against, it on the download. Yeah, vote against a conviction. Exactly. Especially when everybody around you is doing the same. Let's get into the second impeachment trial because that was the most recent. <laughs> and I think it'll be interesting to discuss the outcome of that trial and what it means for 
the US and the world in general. So Trump's second impeachment began on the 9th of February and was concluded last Sunday, which was the 13th of February. Trump faced a single charge of incitement to, to insurrection. It was alleged that Trump incited the violence in the Capitol on the 6th of January, where unfortunately five people sadly died. Now, Trump's lawyers accuse Democrats of constitutional council culture (laughs) and a monstrous act of political vengeance designed to stop him from running for presidency again. The former president's legal team said his comments telling followers to fight like hell before the US Capitol siege on January 6th were free speech. And apparently politicians had been saying similar things for hundreds of years. Sonia, can I just interrupt quickly Of course you can. So, of course, Trump faced this, you know, single charge of inciting the violence. And in that, it was that he had um, been speaking of the election being fraudulent for many, Mm. many months. Mm. You know, rallying up these people to believe that, um, making them angry. There was obviously, like you said, Sonia, um, speeches with comments such as fight like hell. But then also when the riot did break out and there was violence, really quite serious and sad violence, he didn't do much to stop it. And I think that's important to, to note too. Yeah. 100% because whenever I I deep it guys we have not had a president like Trump before because Mm. this man has really come and broken rules done things that are just unexplainable yeah and And I think it it just makes you really think yeah it's interesting because we all knew that Trump probably would not be happy if the election did not turn in his favour but I don't think anyone really thought that the level of violence he incited would be what it was. I mean, we knew he would kick up a fuss and throw his mm. his toys out the pram in in, <laughs> in some way. But ransacking the capital, you know, I can say that I'm shocked, but I'm also not surprised yeah. because. It speaks to his character. Let's look at the way that he ran his presidency to begin mm-hmm. with. He he did things with like under his own accord, with no sort of quite brazen understanding to yeah yeah. And so, with this happening, I just I actually have to say to myself like, whilst I am shocked, I am generally not surprised. Yeah, I agree. So that that second impeachment, like Sonia said, it was concluded last week Sunday. And I'm sure many people have heard, but the outcome ultimately was that Trump was acquitted of the charge against him. And like Mm -hmm. I said earlier, two thirds of these senators would have had to vote to convict him. And it turned out that 53 senators voted to convict him. That included all 50 Democrats and seven out of 50 Republicans. Remember, in his first impeachment, it was only one Republican senator and then the rest mm. the rest of the um, Republican senators voted to acquit him so that was 43 so guys what do you think the outcome of that impeachment trial was a win for Trump I would say that probably at the most basic level the outcome could be seen as a win simply because 
Trump is eligible to be able to run for presidency mm. again in 2024 if he chooses to do so. And we all know this unpredictable man <laughs> who could 100% choose to yeah. do so. And he is actually, exactly, and he's actually still largely supported in the House of Representatives and mm. in the Senate with most Republican office holders opposing the impeachment proceedings. So in that sense, it could be considered yeah i definitely see your points there i think it's a two-sided coin because it depends how you view it of course there's videos of trump supporters in the capitol and rioting and they are forever going to be associated with trump's brand yeah you know if you google Mm. trump or you know the elect around the election time those videos will inevitably pop up yeah and you know even rallies that trump holds from now on are likely to evoke the memory of the riots that took place on the 6th of January. Yeah. But I I want to make the point that it really does depend on how the media portrays the riots. And I think the media obviously mm-hmm. plays a large role in influencing the public in some way. Mm-hmm. And because initially, um, if you remember, when everything happened in the capital these rioters were labelled as protesters. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. And they weren't protesters. <laughs> oh, it was all. a violent riot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And um, so although it may cost Trump some votes, who knows if it will really change a, a, mm. others' opinion in within the public who, you know, are... Um, serious voters of Trump and, you know, are just influenced by the media and don't look at the wide implications of what he has done, especially because he was not convicted. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely hear you on that point. Do you think that um, impeachment is a fair process of trying officials for alleged wrongdoings? I think there's a point to be made about the fact he was acquitted. Yeah. Um, if we do not see what Trump did as impeachment, then what is impeachment? What is the point of having an impeachment article in the Constitution? When, Hello, yeah, preaching. because the assault on the government was so direct. Um, this was a transparently impeachable act, and yet there has been no real consequences. It makes you. It makes you wonder. What would actually lead to an appeal being impeached? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, definitely. I see. I see your point there. Uh, for me, you know, impeachment proceedings, especially the recent one, Trump's recent one, it was just a political battleground, really. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Because as we said at the start, this isn't a criminal process. So, in an ordinary courtroom, it if you were put on trial for something like this, it would be come down to proving beyond reasonable doubt that Trump incited violence. But this is not a criminal proceeding. The impeachment process is not. This is, and although we have, you know, they use words like conviction and we have senators who present evidence, realistically, this is a hybrid process because it mixes politics into the equation. And I think that, definitely had an impact on the outcome 
honestly, because let's deep it, Trump escaped a guilty verdict because not enough Republican senators voted to convict him. In fact, only seven or 50 Republican senators mm-hmm. did. Yeah. Do you think people were scared, perhaps? Mm, definitely. Like I said earlier, I, I'm talking about Republican senators here. You would not really be likely to vote against because from from what I've read and understood uh, from the media and the trial itself, a lot of the Republican senators, mm. so the people from Trump's party, did not actually outrightly defend his actions because they probably did see it as wrong. However, they mm-hmm. tried to get around it by saying, how can you impeach an official who is no longer in office? That's not the point of these proceedings. So, you know, mm-hmm. completely not detracting from the wrong that took place. So mm-hmm. I feel like there's probably yeah. a pressure on them to um, stick with their party. If not, they look like a very split party. Uh, and the seven Republicans who did vote to convict him, we've already seen mm. that they are, you know, facing ferocious criticism. And in some cases, they've received formal reprimands from their Republican constitu- constitutes. So, yeah, there's probably they feel they probably feel pressured or if not pressured, perhaps worried that they might meet the same fate as those deadly riots that took place. You know, they might be subject to similar violence or harassment Mm -hmm. from uh, those voters who are extreme trouble. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if you think about it, it's also crazy because the public now have this corrupted view of what the impeachment process is because the first impeachment did not actually look like a real trial and it's it's quite scary. Yeah, it is very, very alarming that this is the situation of one of the biggest power houses in the world. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And the whole the whole world is looking at them Watching. at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. With looking, a magnifying yeah. glass. So why Biden... <laughs> with a hundred <laughs> questions. So Biden's of course coming to office very recently and all of this, this mm. has been a massive detraction from his role in office. Mm-hmm. And he he commented exactly. that Trump's acquittal is a stark reminder that US democracy is very fragile. You know, the outcome just shows you mm. that their democracy is in tatters. Which is worrying because... The US is one of the biggest democracies Mm. across the world. And we see other countries look to the US as an example of what democracy looks like. And I can imagine countries are laughing, saying this is what happens in a Mm. democracy. Yeah. What a joke. We said earlier there's not really any consequence for Trump um, inciting the violence, but... Mm. What about the consequences for those who did invade the capital? Do we think, um, you know, many of them have been arrested and are likely to face some kind of criminal charge? But do you think many of them even feel guilty about what happened or do they feel like they're in the wrong? I think it's hard to speak um, on on their behalf on that point. 
purely because five people did die and it was mm-hmm. deadly you know mm. it, it was scary scenes like that if the whole world saw it was like a movie wasn't exactly. it exactly the, the scenes on tv yeah. was crazy but they, they probably thought that they were doing something right for america making it great again yeah i was listening to um a podcast and they interviewed someone um who had invaded the capital and they stated that they did not feel guilty because their belief was that they were upholding their patriotic duty because Trump gave this speech beforehand and said, you know, we are going to fight like hell. Um, So they thought this is, you know, our president has has told us to do this and this is what we're going to do and we're going to uphold our patriotic duty in doing so, which is also quite scary. What does it say? Oh, what doesn't sit scary. well with me is that um, the individuals who were involved in that riot and invaded the capital, like you said, Sonia, have been arrested and are likely to be sentenced on the matter. But the politicians who spread the falsehoods about the election fraud and incited the violence are not going to face any serious repercussions at all. And, and just, that's the problem. It's just problematic. What does that yeah. say? Yeah. Because if we think about it, what is this saying to the next Republican president, even if that is not Trump? Essentially, we're telling them that they can get away with anything, that they can do whatever they like, and there'll yeah. be no consequences to their actions. Yeah, definitely. Exactly. Like, what? Sorry. <laughs> because, yeah. But like you no, said, you like, what's to stop a... Republican official from making up these frivolous charges of election fraud, say in a few years' time exactly. or in 2024 when the next election is, and then just watching voters become, mm. you know, more and more agitated, aggressive, violent because they are believing what these prominent Republican officials are saying. It's it's just created yep. a very dangerous precedent and potentially a new standard for presidential misconduct and thinking about how this could lead to floodgates or just a a domino effect in the coming years it simply suggests that this democracy can be overturned Mm. by if a president doesn't get their own way they can just simply incite the violence against the system that they're supposed to you know defend pledge to defend that makes the future look so scary because there needs to be order there has to be order, there has to be rules, there has to be consequences. And now it leaves a lot of unanswered questions and debates and concerns like all the ones that we're raising. Mm -hmm. For example, how do the Democrats now try to defend American democracy against, you know, anti-democratic forces within, largely within the Republican Party? And even like, thinking about how social media companies, how can they limit speech that might incite yeah, can, violence? Yeah, can Twitter sustain a permanent ban on Trump if he, you know, <laughs> remains perhaps <laughs> the most important figure in a party that represents the views of nearly half of American voters? Or can other social media companies now limit speech that might incite violence? Like, that leads on from our topic last week. Is it last week or the week before? Last week, yeah. yeah. It's, it's definitely very hard to speak on these matters at present, purely because everything mm. has recently emerged. This trial has only just come to its end. 
and now the whole world is considering what the impact is likely to do to America and perhaps the world in the years to come. Yep. I think it's really important for us to continue to keep yeah. an eye out for all these things that are happening because people just assume that because you're not educated and you don't understand these things that will just, you know, allow it to just slip into the air and act like <laughs> there should be no sort of order or there should be no, no one should mm. be held accountable essentially. But there should be um, those held accountable for actions such as this and the truth should be told the truth should be put out there people need to be educated about what the real situation is like and it shouldn't be masked and tainted by these words and by these actions which are not essentially what's actually happening on the ground because Mm. it's our future (laughs) we are the future we are the generation and so we need to ensure that what our future looks like is not chaos Mm. it's not mess and disorder so it's worth saying don't believe everything you see or read um read lots of different sources because i know (laughs) it's interesting how in the uk we're so caught up with american politics um but it's true the reason is because they're such a powerhouse (laughs) um and the things that happen in america does impact the rest of the world of course I think that a threat to democracy in one area of the world is a threat to democracy everywhere. I agree. Ultimately. Yeah, I agree. It could. It, it, it's yeah. a slippery slope down. It sets a dangerous pres- precedent mm. and, you know, officials might begin to contemplate, well, what can I get away with? Yeah. Can I keep pushing the line yeah. a little bit back, further back? That's not, that is not the mindset <laughs> we need so i think we can all agree that the events of the 6th of january were horrendous they were incredibly sad and nobody could have imagined that the violence would have escalated to that extent absolutely not and i think again i i believe i'm speaking on all of us when i say that we would have hoped the impeachment trial would have led to a conviction However, not wholly surprised mm. that it didn't, given that half of the senators were Republican. Mm. And it leaves some very interesting questions now for the future. It, it does seem to attack democracy in the US to some extent and how that, how that end, whether mm. that ends up being a, an imminent or a distant threat is remained to be scene really so i suppose that's it for this week's episode guys thank you so much for tuning in (laughs) don't Don't forget oh go on (laughs) callum you tell them (laughs) don't forget to follow us on our socials (laughs) our instagram is at license to talk our Twitter is at license to talk with a two instead of the word two. Or you can email us at license to talk podcast at gmail.com. Feel free to DM us, tweet us, or email us with your opinions on today's episode. And we would really, really love to hear your thoughts about today or about any future episodes that you may want us to come out with. So until then, we'll see you next week. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.